Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Boy, do we have a lot of stuff to share with you today. (laughs) Oh my gosh. See, you guys, we aren't as behind this time though. I feel pretty proud of us for having not only our March numbers, but our Q1 numbers ready to chat about. I don't know if you guys were there or not, but uh, March was weird. I don't know if you guys were there or not, but (laughs) March was weird. March was hard. March was hurtful to me personally. I feel personally attacked by March. (laughs) March is also 7,000 times longer than January. And also April. How is it? Like we're recording this in the middle of April and I'm just like, well, this month has already flown by, but March felt like seven years. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because that last week and a half of March was like us adjusting to a new normal. And now like all of a sudden it's so normal that like this new month has just gone so fast. (laughs) I don't know. March was a lot for a lot of people, and I don't want to pretend that our story is better or worse than anyone's because we're, like, we obviously could not have predicted. (laughs) Um, We don't have the inside scoop. (laughs) What happened, and we know that this will forever have a mark on small business and we Mm -hmm. will see, I think some pretty massive changes because of how March went. And it'll be interesting to see what Emily and I, before we jumped on, we're kind of talking about like, what does this mean for business six months from now or a year from now? And these friends we have in other industries and you know, the pub down the street and the coffee shop that we love to hang out at that's in the middle of a nursery. Like, yeah. like, what's it mean for all of them? 
We don't have the answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the answer. But what we are going to share with you today is our March profit report. And then we're going to also roll it into a giant Q1 report in general, profit and just some insights that we can kind of pull out. I think these are fun for you guys to get a little behind the scenes insider peek into how another business runs. But if you're new here, we share our profit report in percentages, our revenue, our expenses, everything in between, just so you don't have that weird comparisonitis with numbers thinking that your business needs to spend this much money or make this much money or whatever. We are all about celebrating healthy profit margins. We set out on a mission last August in 2019 to focus on profit instead of big, shiny, sexy revenue dollars. We wanted to keep more of that money in our business and pay ourselves more. And so we set a goal of averaging a 30% profit margin month over month. Some months we come close, some months we don't. Some months it's great, other months it's not. And we've been sharing those since August. And so I think you can kind of do a really cool, I don't know, bird's eye view of a lot of things just by touching base on those. So if you have any questions specifically about what we talk about today, don't ever hesitate to DM us and ask us more questions over on Instagram at Boss Project. We're happy to get into the nitty gritty. But let's talk about what we did in March. Yeah. So like many of you, the first half of March went fairly Fine. well. It was great. Mm -hmm. Everything was good. Then it was like, like, <laughs> what does this mean for our business? And I still don't think Emily and I fully know, but we can talk about what did happen in March. And I have had friends who have said that March was their best month ever. Mm -hmm. And I've had friends who were scared that it meant they would declare bankruptcy. And so while well, I'm proud of where we ultimately landed, we are in the camp of saying that like we were not immune to everything that happened. Yeah. Like It was not our best month ever. <laughs> it definitely affected our sales. It definitely affected, I don't know, the scarcity of some of our students and refunds and, you know, all the other implications of that. But we came out on the other side, I would say stronger because of it, because we made, we made some quick decisions. But mm -hmm. I do think there was a big part of us that so we wanted, like many of you to react immediately and to have a solution and to know exactly what we were going to do to amend what was unfolding in front of us. And we did, I think we actually did make some decisions, but ultimately decided not to act on them and instead took a pause. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a very healthy pause for both Emily and I, because it meant we had some time to like check and see, is this really a fear based in truth or is this a fear based in, you know, reaction and emotion and because it's weird when like, quite literally, and I know we're not the only ones this happened to, but like your business changes overnight over the course of just a couple of days, sales are impacted, communication is impacted, the vibe, the energy, the tone of everything gets impacted. And so I think it's really easy to want to make a decision based on that current new reality. But we had to ask ourselves, 
is this current vibe going to last a couple of days, a week, a couple of weeks, a month, longer? And we had to just kind of, it was one of those like, wait and see, like have decisions on that back burner that we could easily implement or we could run full force into setting up, but maybe let's not take action yet. And I love that we gave ourselves that first week of our living in Missouri and Kansas. We had our same stay-at-home order. I think ours was a, a little bit sooner than technically Missouri's, but it was all within the same week or so. And that first week was really hard. It was really hard personally, mentally, like going from having five-day-a-week childcare to none. Like there was a lot of new adjustments. And I think we just gave ourselves that week to feel the fills and mm. not take action on any of those feels. And I'm really, really glad we did that. Yeah. And so a friend of ours, Mariah Cause, put out this post the other day and I read it and I was like, I think this is what we did, even though I couldn't have explained this is what we did in the moment. But she basically was like, screw all the plans, like Mm -hmm. put the plans that you thought might happen on the back burner, which honestly had worked out for us because this is the first year in a long time. I swear to you, we had two months planned when we started the year. And so we had been planning every month we'd get together and we'd plan the next 30 to 60 days so that we were always 30 to 60 days ahead of what was going on, which couldn't have served us better (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that meant that we didn't necessarily have to tear down our entire year and rebuild. But we did do this thing that I think has been helpful to us and that she's like, Basically, the only thing you know is your current reality. We cannot predict what will happen. And so the safest reality you have is the one you know and have certainty around, which happens to be now. Yep. Yeah, I love that her post really, and this is something we even told our students where she was like, don't wait until quote unquote September or the fall or whatever for when things get back to normal. Don't put off the launch you have planned. Don't put off the pivot. Don't put off the whatever it is in your business until you think things are going to go back to normal because you don't even know what that normal is going to be like. It's not going to be like what it was in January. It just isn't. And so I think it's not smart to wait until you think things are going to be different because things are different now. So like pivot and release and launch for something that can work right now, even if it's not necessarily long-term. And she gave a lot of like, I think validation into some things that we were thinking about too. And I know you got this from, I think Parker kind of helped you work through this. It's okay if you're just putting something out right now to get an extra thousand bucks or 5,000 bucks or whatever it looks like for you and your business, because cash is queen right now. And so if that thing didn't necessarily make sense long-term, or you wouldn't have launched that two months ago, but right now you can be like, I can get 500 bucks if I do this, I can get a thousand bucks if I do this, do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think we made a couple of decisions around the what can we do to get a cash injection because we simply don't know our sales for our funnel going to just like completely drop off. Like we literally, we had no idea. And so we did plan a couple of very short, very specific 
launches that actually ended up happening in April. So I won't necessarily reflect too much on them, but we did put those together. March was really just that sit and wait to see what happens. But I do think based on what happened in March, we did make some decisions in April that I can kind of allude to. But what I think helped us make those decisions was what ultimately shook out. And so I just want to go over a couple of our numbers. So Strategy Academy, for the most part, stayed fairly steady. It dropped to 36% of our total revenue. It has been in that 35 to 40% pretty consistently. So that was a solid sign. The part that was concerning is that our accounts recovery team, we just simply had more money on the line because we had people Mm -hmm. reaching out to us who had lost their job or they just didn't know how their personal finances were going to shake out. Mm -hmm. And while we do have contracts and we can control what we can control at the end of the day, like if it's at risk at all, like we can't ignore that it's a risk. We have to do something about that. Right. And so our risk basically saw a 30x increase in the matter of four days, which is an alarming (laughs) rate, by the way. And so we just didn't know how it was going to shake out. But in terms of specifically in March, we did see that revenue stay fairly steady. And that's of our $2,000 program, you guys. So it's, yeah. it makes sense that even if we're not making a full price sale, we do have recurring payments on that because there is a payment plan. And that's why that number is, is such a large percentage. We also did do a launch for it. So yeah. Was the launch in February though? I think so. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So no launch in March. JK, JK. JK, JK. (laughs) So one of the things that has been an interesting kind of thing to watch is we have two lower priced entry points into our business, Trello and the shop. Now, the shop is obviously a membership versus Trello is a one-time purchase of $29. But ads have become, at least in March, they were incredibly unpredictable the last two weeks. So some things searched, like for instance, our Legion ads were performing exceptionally well. People were opting in for freebies because people were just trying to absorb information at rates you've never seen before because they didn't really know it was going to happen. And so they were trying to learn things. And so we had 48 cent leads, which was incredible. But the part that was hard was that sales were unpredictable because the buying behaviors of people went from something that we could essentially project to all of a sudden we have no idea how the average human is spending their money. Because some are going to like toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. Some of you are going to hunker down and only spend money on food and necessities. Some of you, I mean, there has been reports of like some people that stayed home and basically started online shopping to cope, which is interesting. But like, we just weren't sure how it was going to shake out. But Trello did drop in the month of March because of the volatility. But 
not to our detriment, if that makes sense. We were monitoring costs so closely that like we didn't lose money because it dropped. We just simply made less of it. So Trello ended up making 17.5% where it's typically in that 20 to 25%. And we kind of go from there. So the shop though has been the most interesting thing I think we've ever launched, wouldn't you say? Yes, one ten thousand percent. So it has grown at a rate that we have just never seen in our business, which to me just illustrates its necessity for people, its need yes. for people. It's serving yeah. an actual thing that y'all have been apparently searching for and not finding. So Creative Template Shop really simplifies marketing for people. It takes that guesswork out of how do you need to show up and look professional? And it simplifies things that you are likely wasting a ton of time or resources trying to DIY and or paying someone else to create for you. And so while we definitely did see an increase in churn because of what was going on, it still continued to grow. And what's a little bit hard about the shop specifically is because it's so much in its infancy, like this product was only three months old at this point, we weren't really sure, are the sales we're seeing and the churn we're seeing because of what is happening in this world right now? Or is it simply because things kind of grow and shift and change over time? And this is what it would naturally would have done anyway in the month of March. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was super fascinating. The first two months, we saw very similar sales between those one-off templates and the membership. They were kind of rising at the same rate. And in the month of March, we definitely started to see a shift which to me is a positive sign because I think Agreed. I was a little bit a alarming. A one-off sale is a one-off sale. A membership is a recurring member. Right. So the one-off sales, I didn't necessarily want them to continue to rise because that meant that somehow we weren't illustrating the value of the membership. Right. But we did see a drop in individual sales and a rise in membership, which meant some really cool things for our business. So, yeah, and we still saw, I just ran a, just a little bit. I think it's a 20% growth from February to March. So still great. In membership? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like y'all, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. We kept making new goals because it, mm-hmm. we kept like, surpassing what we thought would happen so quickly. And so that's been really fun. It's also a little bit scary because now this brand new thing is making up such a large portion of our business. Mm -hmm. But I don't know about you, but to me, it felt like, especially in March, it felt like, thank God, We launched this three months ago because I kid you not, guys, we may have had to shut our doors entirely if this didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which Which I don't like the idea of admitting that out loud is just terrifying (laughs) to me. 
But March was scary. <laughs> yeah. So membership, just the membership made up basically 30% of our business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was compared to 17% the month before. And individual sales just dropped slightly. It was 15% last month and now it's 13%. So for those of you in the back that need help with math, <laughs> this thing that didn't exist before January now makes up 43% of our business. Oof. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> sure. 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 It's totally fine. Absolutely. Yeah. That was kind of crazy, but we will see how that continues to grow. I think, and this is me just shooting the shit because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if just, especially if things continue to be as volatile as they are in the economy, I think our membership could become our primary product in our business. Yeah. Just because of the price point mm -hmm. of our mm -hmm. signature program, mm -hmm. which is weird. Want to learn exactly step-by-step -step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, I'll be interested to see since it is so new, you know, we're still only in month four of the shop. We are anticipating, you know, not anticipating, but like eagerly waiting for more data, just like more time uh, to happen so we can have more information about what is our average growth percentage per month? What's our average churn rate? How many people are buying one-off templates and then becoming members? Or, you know, getting this data is probably one of my most exciting, one of my favorite parts about launching a new product is just waiting for the time to pass for you to get so much information about something. Because right now it's just, it's still kind of month by month. Yeah, no, it totally is. It totally is. And the thing with this compared to so many other things, I think oftentimes you can launch and get a ton of information and utilize that for another launch and get a ton of information, use like utilize that for another launch and get a ton of information. Not that we can't do that with this, but what I don't think I fully realized when we previously had a membership because mm-hmm. I just didn't, I don't think I fully understood how it worked or could work or what it could mean or how it could serve our business. Time is a more crucial piece of information than anything else. How it launches in the first three months is not a good representation of how it will perform long-term at all. No, no. How it has performed. Do I think it's promising for its future? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But like, is it a true representation of what it will do? Unlikely. Like no. you can't take the same data and be like, okay, well, so the next January we're going to see a growth no. of like that doesn't tell you anything. No. So we basically have a solid year of needing to collect information to have any sort of idea. And then once we get to that year, we can't compare year to date information because that won't be a good representation. We'll probably have to look at the previous three months compared yeah. to the next three months. But the cool part is, is it's working while we're getting that data. And I think that's the important piece. I think so many people either, you know, spend too much time thinking they still have data to collect when the product just like there's something that needs to shift drastically within that to show you that it's working. But I also think, and this happens more often than not, is that 
We maybe don't see as sexy results as we thought we could the first time we release something, and so then we scrap it. Or we change way too much about it to even be able to compare apples to apples. With the shop, are we trying different techniques every single month when we do a shop drop? Absolutely. Like we're changing up messaging and we're posting differently and we're talking, sending different emails or figuring out how to gather more information about our members. But the product isn't changing. Right. The website's not changing. The price isn't changing. There's so much that's staying the same. So we can truly see, okay, what actually needs to be changed to get more? When I look at this, I think that's the part that's been the most interesting is it's the thing that I think has most naturally worked the first time. Like, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. most well, of the- Well, and Trello was the same way. Trello naturally worked the first time too, it just also has a, it's a different thing because Trello is just like you buy it, one person buys it and that's it. So it's constantly more, 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 more. We need more. This is a couple of like, yes, I want more members, but I also want members to stay longer. And so there's a different like nurturing aspect of the people who are currently totally. there. It's more of a, it feels like a program in that sense where you're nurturing the members and yeah. then a one-off sale in the sense of like, come in the door, we need more members. So it's an interesting dynamic. But I think this is the perfect example of something they look like an overnight success. Like right. I guarantee you later on, people will be like, it was an overnight success. And it's like, first of all, this was two years in the making. Not only was that two years in the making, but it was our third membership. It was yeah. our fifth year of business. It was, yeah. we had had nine different businesses before we had this one. Like yeah. there's so many what, other what factors at play. Product was it even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know how many different things we've sold before we got to this point. So, right. but I am so incredibly thankful that it has been so successful. It's so, I love it. Like I get so excited about it and I know how much it's helping and I see people mm -hmm. and they're coming to us and they're saying, you know, I put this proposal out there and the first four people that saw it all bought, like yeah. that's when I know that we're putting out a quality product because yeah. not only is it helping people look professional, but it's, effective. Like it's yep. effective marketing. There yep. is strategy behind it. It's not just pretty. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I definitely recommend going to creativetemplateshop.com and seeing what it could do for you and your business. But let's talk about expenses. Ugh. I know. So solid sign, our cost of goods sold and our advertising was like dollar for dollar, almost the same. So yeah. that was great. We actually spent a little bit less on both Trello and the shop. And part of it was because Facebook was so genuinely confused about what <laughs> buyers were doing mm -hmm. that it was like, I'm not going to spend this money today because I don't know what they're going to do. And which is great. Like yeah, I'm so thankful you. that yeah. our ads team, like they're so knowledgeable and the way that things are set up so that like we are protected from some of that volatility because it's not just more, more, more like they're the most conservative people in our entire business, maybe short of Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like just barely. <laughs> they are totally, totally. <laughs> Actually, I should introduce them. But that's another story. <laughs> so I do think 
we were sheltered in some ways because on days it was super volatile, Facebook literally spent less money. Yeah. And so we were able to get more for our dollar. Yeah. Now rolling into contractors, this was our biggest change in the month of March. And it was something to be anticipated. We knew it was coming, but it was still like, especially given everything going on, it was like the biggest, oh, like gold for us. Because this was the first month we had fully reflected the expenses of paying everyone who was working on the shop in addition to our normal team. So those expenses went up and we have been sitting at around, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 20%. Last month was 18. It's now up to 36%. If all things had been created equal, if this had been a normal month, if people's buying behaviors had been more appropriate (laughs) and we had simply made more money, this number wouldn't have been as high as it was. Mm -hmm. It's just our sales dropped like off a cliff. (laughs) Like so, but our contractors were 36% of our overall revenue which was a little bit like, whew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so between mm-hmm. cost of goods sold and that, like mm-hmm. you can do the math. That's almost 80% of our business just like <laughs> gone. So, and then payroll, we have been paying ourselves very conservatively for the last six to nine months with the intention of really stabilizing everything, having I don't know, more controlled growth, like having better cash flow in our business. So payroll made up about 15% of our overall revenue in March. And we had a profit, you guys. In the month of March, we did not know if we would make money. Mm Mm-mm. We actually planned when we had our kind of planning meeting, we were like, okay, so let's assume a break-even point for March. And that was us being hopeful that we weren't going to lose money. Yeah. I had fully anticipated based on everything that was going on and how dramatically we saw sales shift mid-month. Mm-hmm. I expected more of a 5% loss because we were in the camp of it is way too early to make changes to who works for us or Mm -hmm. our overall expenses. We weren't going to like drop our ad spend in half because of everything that was going on. Like it was a vital part of how we make sales. So we made the choice to keep our expenses very flat with Mm -hmm. the exception of that additional shop expense. But that was something we knew was coming literally in December. We knew it was going to drop in March. So that's just how that worked out. So because of that, it was, okay, here's the numbers. Here's what we need to do to stay flat intentionally. And we rose to the occasion (laughs) and we did the work and we showed up for our people and tried Mm -hmm. to focus on serving rather than, I don't know what the alternative is because I don't really know how to not do that, I guess. But we ended up with a 5% profit in the month of March. And Mm -hmm. I have never done more cartwheels. (laughs) 
for five percent profit. We were like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> which yeah, I had a truly for that. <laughs> it was a good day when I found that out. I texted Emily and she was like, No, we did not. <laughs> like, it was, it's like it squeaked out. It really squeaked out, but we made it happen. And but I think the better version of this is the look at Q1 in general. Yes. So, and that's where I wanted to shift this conversation. And we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about Q1, but I do think it's important to, instead of like reflect on the chaos, because that's not very helpful, let's reflect on what this did for our business as a whole and how did Q1 shake out? So if you were to compare Q1 of this year to Q1 of last year, we saw a 5% increase in sales, which is not a lot. But like when we're talking about like hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's a lot. A 5% increase is significant. And it makes a huge difference. So (laughs) we're not mad about it going up 5% compared to last year. But when you get down to how did the rest of it shake out, I can tell you with the utmost certainty (laughs) that Emily and I have learned so much about, you'd think at this point, I mean, We're now in year five. So last year was year four. You'd think we know what we were doing. We were still learning. We were trying to figure out how do we manage a business of this size. Mm -hmm. We hired early in anticipation of growth that didn't happen as fast as we thought it would. Mm -hmm. And we ended up upside down with you know, some decisions that we thought in the moment were solid decisions because we thought it meant XYZ result would happen. But it Mm -hmm. also meant that our cash flow was extremely tight. Yeah. And so last year, Q1, (laughs) I don't think we even made... A full no, we made less than one percent profit uh-huh. of Q1, but that doesn't take into account distributions that we personally took. Right. I want to be clear, and I've mentioned this in a couple of our other profit reports. We have paid ourselves every time. Has that pay changed depending on? how a launch went or what's been going on and what goals we're setting in our business? Yes. But at the end of the day, even at the end of no profit or low profit, that's after we're paying ourselves. Right. But the part that's confusing and isn't reflected in a P&L, and if you are running your business as an S-corp, you may run into this, your profit distributions are not reported in your profit and loss statement. They're reported in your balance sheet. So you can report a profit on paper or in a P&L and actually have a significant loss in your business. So Q1 of last year, I don't even want to know how much, but we lost, we were backwards. Okay. Now, 
because it's all about comparison, right? Let's talk about Q1 this year. Q1 this year was a much more controlled environment, a much clearer idea of what our product lineup was, a much clearer idea of our customer experience, a much better managed team, more predictable expenses. Y'all, do you want to say the number? Do you want to no, say? It makes me nervous. <laughs> you guys, we did it last August. We were like, we want to get to the point. Where yeah, we-, we told you guys that. And we were very like, in that first episode of our profit report, Abby and I were just like, come hell or high water, this is happening. We said, we are going to focus on profit. We are going to get dirty with it, our numbers and focus on how we can cut expenses. Be ruthless. We are going to make sure every person on our team brings the value that we mm-hmm. see them for. And they're not just like fluff, you know, like mm-hmm. we need to be doing things with intention. We need to be doing things that are moving our business forward because at the end of the day, we have, oh gosh, let's see, one, two, I mean, at our core meeting every week, we have six people. That's six households. We also have our ads team. We also have our accounting team, which is made up of both our bookkeeper and accountant. We also have our podcast team, which is not in the day-to-day. So when you break it down, we're talking about 15 to 20 families Mm -hmm. that our business supports. So it matters more to me that we are serving our students well and that we are caring for the people that take the time and energy and love to work for us. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like we can't be upside down. We couldn't have a 2019 mm-hmm. and 2020. We just couldn't. No, 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 no. And so in Q1 of 2020, we, for the first time in a long time, had a 30% profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which to some of you who are like service-based businesses and it's just you and you're getting clients in, you're like, um, that's nothing. I see like a 98% profit. And I remember those days. Our business is just different. We have a team. We have softwares. We have fees. We have so much stuff that goes into this. And that number, 30%, was a conversation like that we had had last year of being like, what is realistic and doable? But like, what is something that like, kind of our conservative bookkeeper and ads team and advisors are saying, this is what you really should be seeing. And let's aim for that. And the fact that in a really weird fucked up month, in the weird 2020 that 2020 is, that we were able to reach that goal for Q1, I am really, really stoked about. Yeah, I really thought that March would impact Ruin it all. <laughs> the significant progress we had made mm-hmm. in January and February. And while it was not a doorbuster month for us, while it was not the like my proudest moments and I'd cried a lot <laughs> in the last two weeks of March. P.S. Emily finally had her breakdown 30 days later. 
I'm slow to the party. <laughs> I'm just really proud of us. Like, mm-hmm. and I, on our team call on Tuesday, like <laughs> got a little gushy with our team because it really feels so good to have the right people in the right roles. It feels so good to be super clear on what we're trying to accomplish. And while it doesn't necessarily mean I have all our launches planned and all the things we're going to do for 2020 figured out, I don't. I hands down do not. But I do know what I need to be doing and what I need to be focusing on and what products will get us there. Because we had a very specific conversation when this all kind of started going to hell in a (laughs) handbasket. And we're like, what does this mean? Do we need to pivot? Do we need to come out with something new? Do we need to adjust something we currently have? Like, what does that look like for us? And you have to keep in mind, not only do we have the media telling us what we need to be doing, the government telling us what we need to be doing, our spouses panicking in the other rooms, <laughs> but we have peers that are making decisions based on their own set of fears and their own set yeah. of influences. And then we have all of our students who are going through these various things. Like we've never been in a time and space, and neither have you. <laughs> Literally, we're living in a moment of history right now where there is so much collective fear, anxiety, panic, anxiousness, like inability to predict the future. And so it's very hard because I wanted to make a decision, you know, from a place of emotion, but as a business owner, as a CEO of a company that supports 20 families. Yeah. I had to, you're not the sole support, help support. Well, two full time and six. We're paying the salary of so many people. Well, but six significantly, it's more, it's closer to, I don't know. I couldn't put it together in terms of, (laughs) it's a lot, you guys. Okay. It's a lot. We're talking about a lot of people here. I instead wanted to make a decision as much as I could based on fact. And I realized that the facts at play are changing constantly. But that means that, okay, maybe I'm not making a decision forever. I'm not making a decision for all of 2020. I may not be even making a decision for all of Q2. But right now, I made a decision for the next two weeks. The yeah. next 30 days and I am clear in it and I am I have some acceptance around it because I feel like there is this collective grief too because your plans may be fumbled you know yeah but we're in this together and we want to <clears throat> see you be successful and we just wanted to be transparent that like we're going through this with you and while we know some of you are way more affected than others we feel it too Mm -hmm. and we want you to be okay and we want to see you profitable and we want to see you making decisions as much as you can that are 
from a place of like knowing rather than that place of emotion and fear. And yeah. we're going to do what we can to give you the tools to make that happen. But I don't know. Do you have any parting words for our <laughs> Q1 wrap yeah. up, Emily? I'm just like doing this in a good way of just like, okay, it was good. It was fine. It was better than I expected. And I'm ready to like turn the page to the next quarter and see well, bigger, better things. What I don't want to happen is, and this goes for everyone, not just us, but especially for us. I don't want the last two weeks of the quarter no. to represent how we feel about the entire quarter. No, and it doesn't at all. Good. No. Because we fucking crushed it. Yes, we did. <laughs> all right. I hope this was helpful for you guys. Like I said, if you have any follow-up questions or want to dig deeper, don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram at Boss Project. Just DM us and let us know. We'll chat with you guys later. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.